Welcome to Jumping with Jackson. I'm Jackson. And I'm Tyler. Our guest today is a good buddy, Brady Hold. He's a stand-up comedian and homeless interesting person. He, uh, <laughs> Yes, he used to live in his car and now he no longer lives in his car. He has a dwelling of his very own that he rents in San Francisco. And he had a very interesting freak out when signing the waiver and they're prepping him to jump right now. Luckily. So we're not going to do an interview beforehand. We are not because we don't want to talk him out of it. We want him to have this amazing experience and just do it. And then we'll talk to him afterwards. And I love the idea of getting his feedback of like, hey, remember how you felt and how freaked out you are? How, how do, do you, you feel, feel now? now? Because, man, he just. It he was had, weird. He had like a blank fear. He was not ready to do this. He just was ready to back out. And right like then. Tyler and I are insane. So like we don't process fear like normal people do. Uh, and it's very interesting because we're both like, um, how do we deal with you? I don't know how to deal with this level of fear. And like everyone else I've talked to is super down to go skydiving. So I'm like, oh, I didn't know this was a possibility. Yeah, this is one of the things. So. And so, yeah, I'm really happy that, um, you know, the other instructors and the people who run this space, like got him to a place where he felt comfortable and he felt good because like, we're not going to make him jump if he doesn't want to jump. But I'm also super fucking stoked that he did decide to jump. Yeah, that he switched. Yeah. That's, I, we didn't anticipate that at no, all. No, I bet, like, if I was gonna put money, I would have put it at like 80 20. I would be like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna put 80 bucks against 20 bucks that he's not gonna jump, and I would have lost 80 bucks. I'm very happy I would have lost that bet. I'm happy to be wrong. Yeah. Like, but I, but also I have to take a jump too, so I have to go train for that. Yeah. So, so this is the intro. Yes. Enjoy uh, the episode. Welcome to Jumping with Jackson. Come jump with us. Uh, this is Tyler. I'm going to try something new this week, uh, narrating the skydive. You can watch it on our YouTube channel, Jumping with Jackson, obviously. Uh, here we got Brady in the door, exiting with three guys following behind him. Um, so the tandem jumpers are out, and the drogue is deployed. They're stable on their belly. Uh, we're pretty far away from Brady, so we can't quite see him. And the flyer's coming closer. There's Brady waving at the camera. And there in the background, you see it here in a second. Here comes the other flyer. So it's just Brady and the tandem jumper falling right now, but what's about to happen is pretty epic and pretty fucking amazing and not a very normal tandem jump. So here come the other three guys that were in the plane. They are maneuvering to catch up to Brady and to dock with him, and they're going to create a formation here in a couple seconds. This does not happen on tandem jumps, but this is a pretty epic one. Here they come in and they're going to get it on dock. Boom. Ringed up. Got it. And now they're probably getting down to their pull altitude and they're all breaking apart. And <laughs> this guy's geeking the camera. And there goes Brady's parachute. Fucking epic. Welcome to Jumping with Jackson. I'm Jackson. My guest tonight, or today, is Brady Hold. Hey, I'm Brady Hold. Uh, tell the people at home, who are you? Hey, I'm Brady Hold. Uh, I'm a local Bay Area comic, open micer. Uh, I've been in the scene for like three Come and a half. Mic. Four years, and um, I also have a day job, but I would say for the most part, uh, I do comedy every night, and that's my thing. And uh, today, I just jumped out of a plane. So one of the things I absolutely love is how nervous you were signing the waiver. Yeah, dude, that was, um, so like, for the viewers at home, like, 
I kind of agreed to this, and then, like, it was, oh, I can't really afford it, and then it was... We sprung it on him. Yeah. And we really kind of we kind of jumped in with it. It was sprung on me. It was basically, and, hey, uh, we need a guest today. And I, I Brady Hold, am one to um, plan things out, like, my vacations are all set in stone years in advance, you know. You're a planner. Yeah, I'm a planner, but... We pushed you out of your comfort zone a little bit more than we intended. Yeah. And any time it gets above, like, 60 degrees, San Franciscans freak out, and we're just like, it's hot, I I need, I can't breathe. And uh, And we're not in San Francisco, guys, we're in Byron, which is hot. Yeah, it's like 100 degrees today, almost. Like, I I know heat, but this this was hot, but what happened is it was hot, and we're in a warehouse, and... There's people all walking around, and, like, you guys are like, just sign this. Don't read it. Why are you reading it? Ha ha, you're reading it, you fag. <laughs> we did not say that. <laughs> that was just the sentiment. That was just, like, you know, coming from, like, a Marine and a cripple. I was just like, man, why can't I fucking be a man? Like, Told me you know. a pussy. <laughs> but I'm the, a man. The best part is that the instructors and the people running the space were able to get you comfortable. What did they say to you? How did they walk you through the process to get you to the point where you said, Um, you know what, I am ready for this? You know, it wasn't like what you guys were doing because, like, you guys were kind of, like, almost freaking me out too much because you're like, we don't have a lot of options. Like, we were going to record it. We might do a sky tunnel or we might do this. And I'm just like... I feel like they're putting this all on me. You know? <laughs> Which and, um, we did not anticipate doing. Not our intention. Sorry about that. Learning over here. Um, and so, like, uh, yeah, nor- normally I'm more comfortable under, like, plans. I have things planned out. But I just said, you know what? Um, in life, you can't, you can't plan everything. And um, it's just kind of like those big leaps in life and, like, where you just kind of need to have a little bit of faith and be like, I guess at the end of this, I either will be dead or I will be not dead, you know? And now you're not dead. You're yeah. not dead. Because there, even my my grandfather, late in life, he was in his 40s, almost 50s, had a wife, had three kids. He left a comfortable corporate job and said, I'm going to start my own business. And I look at that guy as like a, as a, as an example of like, how can I be like, you know, An adventurous spirit. Yeah, take those leaps, uh, even as they still challenge you. Even at those points where it's like, um, of course you need to be doing this right now because it's like it's, it's absolutely like uh, the thing that you need to be doing, and it's like the the thing that is the most scary is the thing that you need to be doing. It's almost like yeah, you know how Spider Man has a spider sense and he's like, oh, I need to like avoid that doorway because I'll get blown up. It's like kind of like if you have your spider sense, it's like you need to open that doorway. It's like because that's the true heart of darkness is journeying into that unknown. And that ladybug just jumped off your hand. Oh, it's on your pants. It's on my pants now. We've got uh, a ladybug in the car. Yeah, well. the ladybug is the guest, the Going guest, uh, guest, the extra guest guest. Uh, so, yeah, man, I'm really happy that you went skydiving. And like, so you, you're talking about your grandfather, like, um, how do you have brothers and sisters? Do you have a big family, a small family? Uh, small family, just me and my brother. He's a teacher out on the East Coast. I'm, uh, you know, I'm doing my thing. I'm a security guard by day, a comic by night. Uh, my mom works. My dad's a hypnotherapist. Um, so I feel like, 
Yeah, it's just life is about... It really is about taking these journeys into the metaphorical, um, you know, real. Like, yeah. the ones... Because, like, I feel the reason, like, a guy guys have so much energy is because we are cavemen that we're meant to fucking fight dragons, you know? And uh, we... We try to get through a lot of that with our science fiction and our mythology, but then there is something that's like, you know what, the reason these stories are designed to be scary and be about going through the hardest thing you could possibly go through is because sometimes you need to go through that. Right. They, and, give, us a, they give us a framework so that when we have that terrifying thing, we have a schema to work from. Yeah. Like the, the knowledge that you're going to be okay on the other side. That and honestly, once I was on the plane, even walking up to the plane, everything was fine. Like it, it wasn't, awesome. it wasn't freaking me out. The act of like doing it, like a, there was a definite like, once they opened the door, like you could see that oh shit look on my face. But like, it, it's once it was happening, it's happening, and it's not even like I'm like worried about it because it's like I trust these guys. Tyler's thing is once you're out of the plane. And that's something he really likes to say because it's you're like already, once you're doing the thing. Yeah, my fr- the way I phrase it is you're already out of the plane. When you're sitting there waffling about something, oftentimes you're so, already in it. You just haven't acknowledged that you've already... Yeah. The thing is already happening whether you're engaging with it or not. Yeah. When you're yeah. in the plane, it's the worst part of like metaphorical. Like you're like, I'm in this thing and I have to deal with it. And that waffling and that like, meh, I should plan and I should do and I should meh. But then you're actually doing the thing is much less. Like... It's just like, oh, I'm doing the thing now. I'm over it. Like, I am just going to do the thing. Yeah. What does it Neil P- Pert say in Rush? It's like, some choose not to make a choice, but they've already made a choice. Yeah. You know? yeah. So it's like, it's, it's that, basically. Yeah, I'm really glad I did it. Um, well, you had a pretty legendary fucking first experience. Yeah. Most people do not get to experience formation flying. <laughs> yeah, dude, cool. I haven't even done that shit. Like, yeah. Well, it's not like... Honestly, you can't, you can't, if you're the guy, you can't really see it that much. Like, I could kind of see they were forming up, but it's like it had nothing to really do with what I was doing. Uh, yeah, so. they were You're doing, along for the ride, you but you were along for a really cool ride. That was a really cool ride, man. Uh, and your landing was epic as fuck. Like, this guy fucking just knocked him out. <laughs> like, he ducked out of the way. No one got hurt. But, like, he was, it, he was it, trying to duck, <laughs> but he was just fucking, like, running right into it. <laughs> I'm sure there's plenty of video. It's going to be like. I'm going to leave it on my Instagram under the hashtag jumping with Jackson. And then uh, I'm sure you guys will fucking show it too. Yeah. 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 It's ridiculous. It was almost like a Spider-Man swing, you know, like how he's like, he sticks his feet out and then he just like, and then like hits him with his feet, like, like a battering ram. Yeah. Right at the bottom of the turn. It it felt like one of those. Nice. (laughs) (laughs) You guys bonked him. All right. uh, I wanted to give this a try. Uh, that I've got the video queued up right here. I was just going to hold it up right here between the seats where you guys can see it. All right. And we'll do a, a running commentary. And yeah, I can't, I want to be able to not stop it so that I can play it. I'll sync it back up for everybody back home. All right. And we can have it in a picture in picture kind of thing going on. Yeah. All right. And, so cool. and here's the clap. Be able to see it. Yeah. Right. Uh-huh. It's going to, I'm 16 seconds for my own reference. <laughs> so they're just exited the plane here. I'm spinning around, um, spinning, uh, you need to update your Adobe Acrobat. Uh, (laughs) um, Hey, check it out, Flat Earthers, the Earth is round. Yeah, uh, that's another thing, too. It's like, how come the Earth turns into a a concave Earth when we go upside down? 
can't, can't explain that science. <laughs> See, right there. You saw it. <laughs> you saw it. Dude, he flies right under you right there. That was pretty cool. I'll probably frame by frame that, and that'll be my new Tinder profile pic. <laughs> just all five of your Tinder pictures are just, just me. <laughs> now they're going to hit their formation on you. Bam. Oh, that was beautiful. I'm just glad it would have been a part of that. And this dude. <laughs> yeah, like, I want that to be my picture. <laughs> but I don't have fucking dangly hoop ears and... Dreadlocks. Dreadlocks and shit. I've got a job. Like, <laughs> well, he has a job, too. It's this. It's this. <laughs> Maybe I All just right. need to do this. So my one of my favorite questions to ask is, what was your favorite part of the skydiving? Was it the free fall? Was it the under canopy? Was it the landing? What do you, like... Um... Uh, yeah, I think it was the free fall, probably, because it's just like, actually, no, one of my favorite parts is right after the free fall, you're just up there, and um, it's really quiet. Like, it it's, is. It's like, even now, like, uh, there's the hum of the car, you know, there's like the little flap of the towel, um, what, it, it just, it was so quiet up there, it was like, my, my ears were still kind of like pops because because of the air altitude yeah. yeah but there's nothing around for yeah. really far and I'll, it's enough to kill all the sound i know what you're talking about yeah, yeah it's so that silence man. it was eerily quiet and i was like wow it's i'm surprised it's not more popular up here like okay. you know, like but you you get it and that was that was probably like one of the more unexpected turns of it but overall the entire experience was enjoyable but i like that it was like I could I could really come up here and like I could see how these guys do it all day just to get those few seconds of, of peace and quiet. That purest meditation is how yeah. I look at it. It's a very, it is a relationship with, I mean it, that feeling. I think we mostly refer to it as the sky, like welcome to the sky kind of stuff. Of like, oh yeah, that's swimming in the sky, like yeah yeah yeah, that's the thing that we all enjoy. That's why it's skydiving, because we're swimming. We get it, all those surreal little moments that. They border on a hallucinogenic experience. They're yeah. so surreal. But that so is now, the now that you've been today. through it, like, do you track the uh, like comparison to like hallucinogenics more? I mean, I I can track that. I yeah, hundred percent. It's a, it's almost exactly like it because like those psychedelic experiences that you have um, are just amplifications and metaphors of the real experiences that you need to have. So. Well there's, people, said. there's people who are like this and like don't do drugs don't even drink and like you see them and they're like on another level because when you um have these psychedelic experiences it reveals into your psyche into your you know into your biology who you are you know because it's like sure. i think we're just we're too comfortable and like when i was living in my car here here for eight for eighteen months, I was living in my car, and it was, uh, you know, it, it it becomes too easy after a certain point because it's like surviving. Yeah, I got that down. Right. You know, surviving you, is not that hard. Yeah, and then it and then it kind of becomes like uh, other people are like, oh, you should get like a mattress and lay that down, and I'm like, yeah, but if I do that, then I'll be like comfortable in the car, and that's not the point of being in the car is to be comfortable. It's so that I can be focused on my razor's edge so that like I'm pushing myself to the edge of the envelope as far as I can go yeah 
you're uh, you're gonna hit more stages and do more of whatever you want to be doing because you have less comfort. So you're like, I'm not gonna chill at home in my car. Yeah. Like, I'm gonna do the other stuff. I mean, well, don't get me wrong. I still would Netflix and chill a lot, but like, it it takes a lot of that floor out from under you. You know, now that I'm in a house, like I'm Netflix and chilling way more. But you get yeah. the idea. Is like today every day like people are just arguing about stupid shit who's left who's right who's who's odd who's even it's like it doesn't matter in the long run yeah you know it's like we're all humans and true, um true and it's like these experiences that like these this recentering what, it's a recentering right yeah what's well, a reminder of what's important the the we're too comfortable thing is one of the things i said a whole lot after uh after my military experience that yeah you know you're really really uncomfortable but you get to see that the rest of the world is also like that's how people are living in the rest of the world is in these really rough conditions and you see how incredibly comfortable we actually are in this country yeah and it stops you from behaving certain ways it stops you from having certain experiences and that's where I think you know a lot of these people getting an emotional pain over these things that don't matter they don't matter I I hear you I think there's a baseline of like discomfort and tragedy and heartbreak and sorrow that you can deal with but that when you are not dealing with it in the form of survival like either being homeless or being in the military that it unloads itself internally and it's like, why do I feel these things? And then all of a sudden that anguish and torment becomes internal and then you get lonely and then you get sad. I think, I think people end up externalizing it where it is actually internal, but they see it in the world and yeah. they go after where they see it in the world. Instead well, I mean, of people are looking to fix a problem in themselves, and like, yeah. yeah, I mean, it's one of the things that I see a lot of is like, hey, if this really bothers me when I see it in other people, do I see it in myself? Because it's like, oh, if I see it in myself, maybe I should work on me first. And if I do, then those people become easier to deal with. Because I'm like, oh, I was actually just full of self-loathing. Or I was full of this or other when feeling. you did that thing, like, my issue with it got triggered and right. I needed to pay attention like, to me. Not, I have issues yeah. with this shit. And so you bother me more because I have this issue. Like, it's my shit. Right. And I'm putting it on you. Um, and so, like, yeah, like, treat yourself well. And so, like... That's one of the reasons I love having these experiences is because it's like, this is how I treat myself well. I put myself in a situation where I get to have this adventure. And, like, adventures are what are, what are missing from a lot of people's lives. They go yeah, to their day job. The they the, go to their yeah. day job. They, you know, they go home. They, you know, they hang out with their loved one or their friend or whatever. And they watch the ball game and they drink a beer and they repeat. And that's their day in, day out life. And they have nothing to break up the monotony. And they just fall into this, like, you know, comfortable rut. But I, like, yeah, dude, like, I I completely understand how you're uncomfortable and you don't know how to deal with discomfort anymore. I, uh, I'm all about psychedelic experiences. And I, I think, like, I think that's what's, like, people need way more of these days. Like, um, allegedly on the 4th of July last year, I went to Yosemite and I dropped, like, five hits of acid on the 4th of July. And uh, I hiked, uh, if you guys are familiar with uh, with Yosemite. I'm really familiar with hiking. It's something I do yeah. all the time. <laughs> we should get some base jumping up there for Jackson. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the walking sounds like the worst part about base jumping. Like, jumping off a cliff? Sure, I'm down. The walking up the cliff? Fuck that. <laughs> we could drive to the top. <laughs> like, True enough. Nice, uh, you know what? Nice I'll parachute to the top of the cliff. 
and then, then jump off swim. the cliff. I, uh, Brilliant. And it, it was one of the best fucking psychedelic experiences I've ever had. But, like, you can get that by doing what we just did today. And a lot of people don't. A lot of people so, don't challenge themselves because they don't I think the message Brady's trying to say is, like, don't do drugs, go skydiving. Yeah, yeah. 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 Or do drugs and, <laughs> and go skydiving. <laughs> yeah, you don't, like, have it's, to not do one or the other. But, like, this podcast's official stance on drugs is don't do drugs as Brady rolls a joint. <laughs> yeah, that's... <laughs> Just gotta roll a joint. You gotta say I can smoke. You know? Um, and that was one of the best, like, uh, experiences in my life because... It was it was painful because I hiked 17 miles that day. I did a four mile really trail. Covering ground, yeah. Yeah, I did wow. four mile trail up, and then I did like the 13 miles that is the uh, what's it called, Panorama Trail. And and I connected to the John Muir and Mist Trail at the bottom, and I walked down that way, and it was like fucking Disneyland, dude. How fucking packed those stairs were underneath that waterfall. Yeah, gotcha. It was crazy, but I made it down, and like my knees were pounding, and hadn't eaten anything all day because I like I was going through a fasting you know because when I trip I trip (laughs) and then uh well like if you fast for long enough you'll have hallucinogenic experiences too so I mean like you're just re-upping on that yeah it's I love uh fasting too so uh what else is going on in your life because I know your comedy career has you've been in it four years now yeah and you just did Kill Tony podcast. Yeah, I was one of the guests on there, lucky enough to get pulled out of the hat. How was um, that interview? It was a lot of fun. They asked me about, like, you know, they're like, what do you like to do? And I'm like, uh, I'm not interested. <laughs> but then I was like, but I bang hookers. And then they were like, oh, I remember this guy. You know. Yeah. But now I'm trying not to bang hookers. I'm, I'm not gonna, <laughs> not going to do it anymore. Because it's like... It's so immature. I need to grow up. It's too easy. It's like another one of those things that's just basically too oh. easy. I'm sorry. My phone's rolling. Doctor Who, guys. World abuse. That's funny. Hey. <laughs> what well, the? Uh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So let me narrate. Brady Hold is on the phone right now. Yeah. His buddy wildebeest. I'm. I'm sorry. So. Uh, we're still at the skydiving place, and um, and we're on our way back. We're on our way back, and you're slowing that down. <laughs> yeah. So, this is the roommate calling. You, yes. you might, uh, you're gonna need to make Will your own way is to Cafe Brady's roommate, uh, also former homeless um, and if guy. You, and if I'm not homeless there adventurers, by, you know. uh, yeah, yeah, seven, yeah. I'll, I'll give you a call to see if Clyde would let you put my name in or not, but. I know that's and a no-go. We thing. might just cut this. Yeah, I think this is uh, this is an awkwardish but, but fine ending. So uh, uh, join us next time for the next episode of Jumping yeah, with Jackson, and uh, come jump with us. Later. Later.